Are you an adventurer looking to take your hunt to the next level? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to East Meets West Hunt with your host, Bo Martonic. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the East Meets West Hunt podcast presented by Onyx. The Onyx Hunt app is your premier GPS hunting app that basically turns your phone into a mobile GPS. And you have the app on your phone and online, which they link back and forth so you can scout from your computer and the waypoints you mark automatically go right to your phone. In addition to that, I want to talk about a feature in the Onyx Hunt app, and that is the possible access feature. So in addition to just having your typical public lands and private land boundaries, they also have a filter you can turn on for possible access. What that means is it's, say, a a timber company or a coal mining company or something along those lines that, you know, big companies owns large tracts of land that might allow public hunting. So by having these possible areas, you can find areas that not everyone else is able to find. And when you go in there, click on it, you see the, who the owner's name is, their tax address, how many acres. You can look up that company, be able to call them, email them, stop in their office, whatever it is, and get permission to hunt their property. In my experience, I've found that some of these places even have it available online that shows that it's open to public hunting. So anyways, within the Onyx Hunt app, you can find this and much more. If you want to check out the app, head over to onyxmaps.com and save yourself 20% by using the coupon code EMW. University of Elk Hunting, so Corey Jacobson and Elk 101 have put together the most comprehensive elk hunting learning course available. And this is 17 different modules that goes through everything from the very beginning stages all the way through packing out your elk, from the planning to the preparation and the gear and the, the experience and knowing elk knowledge. So many things during this course. It really, I believe, was a big part in me finding success for the first time in the elk woods last year. So if you want to check out the University of Elk Hunting, head over to elk101.com. And if you use the coupon code EASTMEETSWEST, you'll save yourself 20% off of a one-year membership. And last but not least, Tethered. So Tethered is a company that is for saddle hunters, by saddle hunters, redefining ultralight hunting gear. And Tethered has, you know, really hit the saddle hunting community and mobile hunting community by storm in the last couple of years. And they're continuing to do so with some innovative products coming out, a bunch of them coming out here in September. So if you want to learn more about saddle hunting and some of the ultra light gear, head over to tetherednation.com and check that out. All right. So today's episode is the third and final episode of the caribou hunt series i am so pumped to release this episode as it's uh the one where we talk about the day where we killed our bulls and it's a just reliving this and i was going through and editing it it's just pretty awesome to be able to to go back and, and listen to it and experience it and you know that's what when i hear a lot of people I should say a lot of people. When I hear people say, you know, doesn't that ruin the experience having to, you know, bring podcast equipment and do all that when you're on these hunts? And I, I say no, because when when I do this, not only do does everyone listening get to hear it, but I also can relive it for years to come. And I've, I've done this for the last 
three years of Western hunts have recorded day by day or every couple day updates. And you really remember those little details that you might have, you know, forgot about. So anyways, it's been a blast to, to get to release this episode. And if you're listening to the audio version, I got the video version over on YouTube. So head over to my YouTube page, which is Bo Martonic and check that out. All right, well, getting ready for some whitetail hunting. This will be the last probably Western hunting episode here for a little bit and shifting gears into mountain bucks. So if you've been waiting for some of that content, it is on its way and getting into some some public land, some DIY, private land, whatever, whitetail hunting and focus mostly in the Appalachian Mountains. So can't wait to release some of that stuff. And thanks for listening. Hope you'll enjoy. All right, we're live. This is uh, day three of hunting, day four of in the field, and the third episode of the Caribou Hunt podcast. So I have here with me, I have Justin Mueller, Michael Palladino, and if you are listening to the audio version, just a reminder, head over to YouTube, my YouTube channel, Bo Martonic. And you can watch the video version. And we're actually joined by a couple more guests here today. Uh, <laughs> the booze. <laughs> we got we got a couple oh, teaser. Got a couple <laughs> bull caribou sitting here with us, uh, which are increasing the amount of bugs that are swarming us at the moment. Yeah. But um, yeah, gentlemen, today was just absolutely epic. To yeah. say the least. Yeah, it was everything we were we were kind of waiting for. And when we for. talked about this hunt in the camp, day one, day two, what we really kind of envisioned the hunt being slowly became what the hunt was. Um, and it came together like pretty funny, which is on par for how we hunt yeah. and how we are just in general. I wouldn't have expected anything Not less. one less. Nope. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Our, us in general... Uh, me and Michael, and I feel like Justin's been a part, you know, he's been hunting with us a couple hunts now, but, like, he fits right into the group really oh, yeah. well, <laughs> I would say. And, yeah, we we woke up this morning, again, another, you know, fogged-in day and raining. raining. Yep. So we snoozed through the alarm because why go out and sit in the fog when we get some extra rest? And about quarter after 7, I woke up to see if the fog cleared and I looked out, and I'm like, hey, Michael, it's cleared a little bit. And I was like, all right. So I got up and was setting up the binoculars here just to start glassing and seeing what was going on. And Justin came out. He's like, let's do a little recap for the film. So he's talking to me about how yesterday went and, you know, what our expectations were for the day. And I just got done saying, like, well, from what we've seen, the caribou are going to be up high. So I think we're going to be hiking our asses off today yeah. to go get them. And as I'm saying this, same thing that happened in the center while well, filming for the the elk hunt last year, the synergy film. Literally, while on camera, I just sucked in a bug. <laughs> um, so that, that's not what happened last year. Yeah, but um, yeah, I will I wash it down with. We got Jim Beam vanilla and also some Yukon Jack and a flask here. That's uh, now we're able to celebrate a little bit here. But um, anyways, so as I'm sitting there talking to Justin. I am looking through the binos. First spot I hit. Luck of the draw. I don't care how you can call me more lucky than good. I don't care because this is how it went. 
and also I see Bull Caribou in the bottom, 500 some yards from camp. I was like, Michael, get up, let's go. And I'm in a sleeping bag. Michael's in a <laughs> and all my bag. sleeping clothes. And it, what would you call it? Your sleeping? What'd you call it? Your sleeping pants? My yeah. sleeping pants and socks. No, it's night night pants or something like that. Night, yeah, I don't know. It's something. Like <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. you had a funny word for it. Yeah. So we get up, rushing my frantically. Bedtime pants. Bedtime pants. That's what it was. Yep. Yeah. So we're rushing around frantically to get stuff because these caribou, as we discussed in the other episodes, they move fast mm-hmm. and they're going. So, like I said, this this podcast had no intro to get into it. This is what happened on day three of hunting. Like, we woke up right into it, grabbed all of our stuff, and grabbed our guns and just took off down the creek bottom because they seemed like they were heading towards the creek mm-hmm. bottom. And we were running it down, and and again, I, I'd kind of looked at Onyx from ahead of time and saw the drainage coming down, and we kept losing them, which looked like they were just behind this topography feature. There was a little drainage that came down. So, which helped us for cover. So, we were able to run down that creek bottom, essentially. Yeah, get on their side and hug that side yep. right along the willows and cover ground quick because we have to. Yep. And then I was like, ah, maybe we should stay in a creek bottom. And Michael's like, no, I think we should get up on this bank and try to get through the willows and be able to see them there. Which, so that's what we ended up doing. Didn't want to get caught in a creek bottom because then you don't have a good rest. You're laying down in a river, yada, yada, just... The creek bottom was not where I wanted to be. No vantage. So explain a little bit what, you know, happened from there. Justin's following us around with his cameras in a complete kind of frantic, you know, in-your-face mode. Yeah, the whole morning was like that, right? Like, just the backup boat was like, caribou, and we didn't have anything ready. You know, Michael went from sleeping to running after a caribou in a matter of, you know, five minutes. Oh, I was in bed. Yeah. And on the creek bottom in, yeah, probably five minutes. Yeah. You know, we were just through all of our stuff together. But once we got, you know, through the creek, we kind of were making very snap decisions because like uh, Bo just said, they, they're moving very fast. Um, so there's really no time to kind of sit and plan. You kind of have to make a decision and just stick with it and go. Yep. And and Michael made the right call there to get up on top and kind of yeah. try to find a clearing, try to find a way to um, to get eyes on them. Totally Which agree. was weird because, I don't want to say weird, I'm glassing where they were and kind of where they were heading. Less than 10 minutes ago. And Bo goes, dude, look to your right. And we literally pan across the river, the creek. There, this, I consider this a river. This is a river. Yeah. And on our on the opposite side, there they are going up over the hill. I'm like, oh my goodness. They literally covered hundreds of yards. Oh yeah, in probably, our probably three four hundred yards in our full out sprint, one hundred and fifty. Yeah, and they were just feeding. And they were feeding. Yeah, they weren't yeah. running. <laughs> no clue we were there. Um, they got on the other side. And I'm like, all right, let's go. And then I laid down and all I had alders all around, so I couldn't get a good rest that way. And I'm like, they're just kind of like chilling. I'm like, I think we can just get closer. So we ran all the way to the bank, like up on the top there. And there's a caribou like a hundred yards when we're doing this. And I'm like. Oh. And I didn't see that caribou. Yeah. And okay. I didn't see that. I just saw the ones up on the bank, but there was some in the creek yeah, bottom. we were in there mixing it up with them because there was caribou in front of us, on the side of us. Yeah. And, yeah. We were in them. <laughs> so kind of like elk hunt got super aggressive right in the middle of it. <laughs> Not on purpose. Yeah. And uh, so we did that. We got up there. And I think, Michael, you yelled out a rain. Did you yell out a rain? Yeah, because I ranged them first because I thought they were borderline for me. 
as far and as it was, shooting. Mm-hmm. And I think it was 250 on the nose for the bottom ones and 300 for the top ones. Yeah, that yeah. sounds about right. Mm-hmm. And so they came out, and we both picked bulls. We're like, all right. I said, I'll shoot the light antlered one, and Michael picked the dark antlered one. I picked the one with the most points on top. Not to say it was the biggest, just one I could keep an eye on. Yep. Yeah. And Bo's looked so hard horned compared to all the others. And if you can see it in this video or here, it is very light compared to this one. Very light. And, and, and you'll probably even see it in the film. I'm not sure how the final cut will look, but I mentioned it even after I shot him. I'm like, I shot the only hard horned caribou in there because that's how light his antlers were, or the velvet. And so we get set up and we were going to do the whole one, two, three, you know, shoot type of deal. And once we were on them and we just, they were moving around. It was, it was such a difficult show. I think I heard Remy Warren one time say like, if you ever try to do a three, two, one, it will never work. Yeah. So just shoot one and then shoot another one. And no matter how hard we would have tried to do three, two, one, that would have been a perfect situation for that to work. Yeah, yeah. And, and even the way we were set up, it would have been hard because we were in like what shoulder high. Oh yeah, that's rush. True. So like you were kind of sitting in a little clearing, pointing out across the river. Mm-hmm. You know, to get you two side by side on perfect rest with caribou. I mean, it would have just been the caribou were still feeding, so they're still walking at like, like way faster than what you'd want them to ever be moving. Yeah, and it makes you kind of get rushed because yes they're not getting away but at the same time they kind of are just yeah. because they're feeding side to side they weren't scared because they didn't it's like yeah. we didn't spook them yeah it's just how fast they walking moved. so damn fast yeah, yeah. And they were going to their next location and they had no reason to mill around on that creek but on the side hill there yeah. so anyways finally i'm like i'm on them and justin's like i'm on them and michael's like just shoot I'll, I'll get set up after that. Mine was, I was facing away. So I was sitting on my ass, and I had my elbow up on my knee, pretty solid rest, and it was, again, between 250 and 300 yards. And I put it on, and I shot, and I watched my bull drop. And I was like, oh, my, this is awesome. But, like, all right, instantly, like, went from excited to, all right, Michael's up. Yep. So trying to figure that out. And then he was having trouble where he was because the bushes being high, getting a good sight on him, all this stuff. And Michael, you go from there. So I'm trying to get to where Bo was because that was really kind of the only real good spot. And now my caribou are out for what I wanted to shoot. And they're getting close. So I was like, okay. So I, I get myself situated, shoot, miss. I'm like, oh my goodness. I was like, this gun shouldn't be off. Shoot again, miss. Now these caribou are what, like 400? So I'm like, Bo, give me your gun. <laughs> again. <laughs> Miss again. And I was like, this is not, I should not be doing this. Like, this is too far for me. I can't keep doing this. So I think that's when I decided to run up over the hill. We kind of then like settled down, like, what should we do? And it was like, it, it, that, regroup. And, and that's a big it. thing, right? What you did right there was to be able to self, you know, analyze like, okay, something's not right with my gun. Oh, yeah, that too, but, which I look down, and my gun has a uh, – the top post has a hard zero that you set, and it so sets a hard zero. Yeah, the hot, top turret, a hard zero, and it's a 200 zero, and then I know my clicks from there for my 300 and then my 400. So it's a, it's a set 200, which it's zeroed at 200, and this gun shoots very well at 200, very well at 300. And I shoot a lot with a lead sled just to make sure my gun's good. And then I shoot offhand, freehand, bench. And that's kind of like the way I was shooting leading up to this. And I was like, this, I should not have been missing like this. Nothing against me. I'm not that great of a shot. And I just look at my turret and it's not where it needs to be. I said, this should be at like 22. But I can't make a guess. 
And I'm not making an excuse by any means because then I took Bo's gun, which is a virtual sniper rifle. Yeah. The way it's set up, like that gun is unreal. It has half the recoil mine does. It's the same gun. It is just set up to shoot very well at long range. And I missed again. So then it was 100% me. So I said, <laughs> all right, I'm done. <laughs> I can't just keep doing this. Yeah. So. Yeah. So at that point, um, Mike was like, I feel more comfortable just going after them on my own. They were coming up over the hill, and they kind of just went over this dip out of sight. And so we stayed back in glass watching kind of where they went, and Michael ran up oh, over. And the cameraman adds a, a layer to it just because I'm not – I'm not. A, that's just not how I, I yeah. hunt. Yeah. 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 But, Which is fine. And, mm-hmm. and so Michael went up on his own and kind of talked – well, actually, I'm going to give one – from my point of view mm-hmm. first. So I see Michael going up over the hill and I spot the back of a caribou and Michael's getting close. And I was like, he definitely doesn't see it because the angle that he was at was different to where we were. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, geez, this is about to get interesting. So I'm just sitting there watching through my mavens. And uh, let's go so from there. I go up and make a long jaunt up around to cut the two front caribou off. Make sure I'm looking. I'm like, shoot, those aren't the bulls I was shooting at because I wasn't changing my bull just to kill a bull. Yeah. I wasn't just... Because, who knows, this could have been laying there. I could have wounded it. Like, did a terrible shot. It didn't look wounded. So, but I was like, I can't change bulls. That's unethical on me because I've already shot multiple, multiple times at this thing. Like, I emptied my gun out <laughs> multiple, on it. Multiple, multiple. <laughs> yeah. I don't... That's my multiplication. Yeah. <laughs> so, I find it. And I'm like, okay, there he is. And where he was, it was just one hump with a ton of willows. So I watched his head, and I was kept watching the tops. And when I'd see his tops kind of turn, I'd crouch run down around, and I worked down around behind it so I could get on the same plane he was. And then there's two more big bushes between him and I. So every time he put his head down to feed, I'd literally like crouch run and get in range. And I range the top of his antlers, and it's 55 yards. I'm like, <laughs> here we go. So I sit down and I use my pack and there, all the um, willows were over his, his vitals. So I get back behind the, I get back behind the bush again, just to get myself really ready this time. Cause like next time I come out, I'm going to make sure he's perfectly broadside. It's 55 yards. This is a slam dunk. Like all like perfect bow range, a perfect bow setup. Cause you almost had to be standing up to shoot this caribou. So I stand up just offhand, bury it on his shoulder, shoot. And the caribou just goes down. And I was just like, finally, yes. Like, that was a lot of work. When I could have just pegged him on the river bank, bank <laughs> and I didn't. Well, so let's jump back to my perspective, all right? Yep, so yep. I, I see Michael and I lost him. We lost him. So Justin and I are kind of talking a little bit. And all of a sudden, we hear, we hear my, because he grabbed my gun because his was obviously off from his turret being screwed up. So I hear the Bergera rip. And I'm like, and I hear, wow, does this, yeah, because I knew they couldn't say it. I was like, yeah, because <laughs> normally when I shoot and you, you're expecting a couple more follow-ups coming. Yeah. So I want to let the guys know because I couldn't see them. I had no clue where they were. So I was hoping they were, like had a good understanding. This is where it is. I'm 100% good. We're set. We're done. Like, yeah. And when Justin's like, it. did he shoot one? I was like, that yell kind of made it seem like he did. And all of a sudden, I look, and I can see Michael going across the skyline. I'm walking him through my binos, and I see the antlers sticking up, and him pick up the antlers. And I was just like, 
That yeah, was cool. Just Justin was like so pumped. I can't believe like you shot and I just saw you walking, so I didn't think you actually shot it. I had a caribou. I was like, dude, I had my pack on. I was standing free when I shot it, and it went right down. I was already on the move. <laughs> yeah, well, I heard a shot, and I look over, and you were already walking. Yeah. So I was so confused because I was like, what's happening? But then you told me the story afterwards, and it made sense. But at the time, I was like, is he just messing with us? And just Like, I had no idea what Ripping was actually rounds happening. rounds and rip rounds. Yeah, I was like, I don't think Michael would do that, but at the same time, I wouldn't put it past them either. <laughs> <laughs> it went down. I went over, and I was like, this is exactly the caribou I shot at every time because it had multiple points going up the top. And for some reason around here, a lot of them have three or four on top. Yeah. And it can be a huge frame bull. You know, Bose has big double shovels, which is super unique. Double shovel. Big front, or his front cl- his front claws, I'm going to call them, actually come and hook all the way back around. And it's just a unique bull. And then this bull stuck out because it had uh, well, five, one, two, three, four, five, six points on the one, and one, two, three, four, five on the other. So it stuck out, and it was a very easy bull to pick out. And when I went over, hit him once, which, you know, I, I was happy when he hit him once, but also it was like, Wow, I really miss that bull every time I shot, but got him and yeah. met these guys, and it was awesome. So, yeah, that was so cool. And, like, to describe our bulls, which is so cool because they're so different, but the same at the same time. Like, we said, like, not one of them is really bigger than the other. It's just different different features. Like, mine has a, a bigger frame and double shovels, which is super cool. And you, Yeah, that's super and, cool. And Michael's has a little bit of a tighter frame, but it's got points everywhere. And just like, as you can see in the video, just stacked. It looks so cool. And his is a darker velvet, darker animal. Mm-hmm. Way mine, darker animal. And mine was a lighter velvet and lighter animal. I, I would have to say, I, I'm not a, a biologist, so I have no, like, true. But when I looked at Bo's bull down... I would have to say his was older, had a bigger gray mane, had bigger gray, like just bigger features, was a bigger bull, which leads me to believe it was a bigger, older caribou. Yeah. And the gray horn color. But then you look at it, and like Bo said, his only has three points on the top, but his double shovels really just sets that bull off. I When I saw that, I told my girlfriend before we went, I was like, I'm getting double shovel caribou. That's all. <laughs> like, that's it. So then when his had it, I was like, dude, that is awesome and and excuse me for not knowing like that that was such a big of a deal michael's like i haven't watched any caribou videos on youtube that had yeah all of our sheds here there's no sets of that yeah that have a double shovel like Mm -hmm. that have anything like that and so then obviously i had to make a smart ass comment that i said "Ah, i wasn't shooting anything other than a double shovel it's not (laughs) of course it has a double there's people that definitely get out and get them yeah for sure like they they are out there, but it's just a unique feature that you don't see on every bull. Yeah, you get like mine. You get a shovel, and then you get a. Sp- I'm going to call it a spear, which isn't the right terminology, but that's what I'm going to call it. All the sheds we have laying over here aren't like that. And I'm going to say, I haven't seen a caribou yet that you could pick out distinct double shovels. I didn't see it on Bo's bull, so that kind of might mean that they have been some out there. Yeah. But I mean, normally you get like I knew mine didn't have it before I shot it, but that was just that's just. Yeah, it, you. I knew it, but it's it just cool to see just the uniqueness of both the bulls. So at that point, then we had a lot of work to do. Like mm-hmm. we're like, we have two caribou now. Luckily, this was you know between eight and nine in the morning. All this happened, so we're like, all right, we got we got a lot of work to do. I was in bed at seven fifteen, a caribou down at eight. <laughs> so first thing we did was we snap some photos and some video of Michael's bull and then Michael gutted it to open it up and let it cool yep. 
to make sure the meat was fine while we went down to mine, took some photos, and started butchering mine. Well, as we're down taking photos of mine across the creek, right where we shot the other ones, four more bulls come across. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you think, 250 yards from us? Oh, that yeah. Point? yeah. And In my one, range. <clears throat> and one was a giant. Bigger than both of ours by far. Had like, s- ours aren't big by any means. They're not huge, like, record. They're not, you know, but they're very good representations of what's out here. And the one we saw. That was a job. Oh, he, on his tops, he had splits. Like, yep. mule deer splits. Yeah, on, on multiple. And you could just see even the body size of that thing was significant. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could just tell by looking at him, like, that's a big one. And when you turn or, when he turns back and his mass or his, his width is just, a lot bigger than all the others around when they're walking away you're like holy smokes look at the frame on that one and then when he turns and he has multiple splits on his tops and i know he wasn't a double shovel he was not for sure yeah and he just had a big shovel and a big dagger i was like that is a big caribou holy smoke yeah that thing is huge but how funny is that like the previous three days hanging out at camp and hiking around we didn't have any caribou within Two miles of camp. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, one day, they all just funneled through. And they were just all on the bottom. You know, I guess that's where the patient side of things comes into it. But uh, I yeah. would say to be patient coming back. Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, it was and, more and fun not doing say, that. But. And patience and us kicking them off the tops brought them down. Oh, yeah. We, we, <laughs> we did a hard bump. We did a Pennsylvania deer drives across the top to get them to come down. <laughs> <laughs> Two days later. Yeah, yeah we got them. <laughs> so, that, that, so then we started, you know, Basically, after got some photos and and Justin absolutely killed it with the trophy photos and just like not trophy photos like from your standpoint of your typical grip and grin like he just captured every moment of that to an extent that like I can't wait to be able to share these pictures and the videos because it's just again Justin I'm not trying to pump your head up any bigger than it already is <laughs> but like I I, I want to you know definitely say like this was if it was awesome and i'm gonna relive this forever the fact to be able to see that and so we started you know butchering the bulls as we're we're going through and moving it and you know justin is you know i hired him as a camera guy essentially but does way more than that like oh yeah helping cut up the the meat packed all the meat like did everything with us like part of the process This is the second time he's done that yeah, he did it for my like, own. This isn't just like a, hey, I'm here. What else am I going to do? It's like Justin gets in, where do you want me? What should I hold? Which, it, it's extremely helpful. A caribou isn't a huge animal, so it can be done with two people, but three people made it go so quick. When you have a leg out of your face, so you can skin and quarter. and it, I, I'm so thankful that you're like, hey, my job's done. I'm done. And just sit back. That's not the way it is. Yeah, well, I know I've talked about this on previous podcasts, but, like, I got into photography and filming hunts because I love hunting, right? Mm-hmm. So as soon as I'm at a spot where I'm good on photos, you know, good on video, maybe shot a little extra, now I'm part of the hunt. You know, now I, I put the camera down for a little bit and I can enjoy the process of the hunt. So I was like, yeah, I'll help you, you know, pack me down. I'm not going to come down empty, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And even, like, just part of the skinning and stuff. Like, I'm not afraid to... Yeah, you know, get in there and help because that's the stuff I love doing. Actually, when I'm filming that, I kind of miss it a little bit, mm-hmm. you know. So it's nice to to get done with everything and be able to yeah you know, help you guys finish up and wrap everything up and get back down to camp. Yeah, and that's 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 such a huge you know feature because like I think I mean you're you're here filming it, but 
you're another hunting partner essentially to us. And that's like a, a big deal. You're not like a, like I always thought of like filming hunts cause I never had it really happen, but I thought of it almost like as a burden, like this extra guy that you're dragging along. Oh yeah. But that's not the, the case. Um, Keeps up yeah. way better than. Never bitches. Like, Me and Michael bitch back and forth all the time. Just, all the just time. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Find that on the video proof. <laughs> I don't got any. No. None. <laughs> no, uh, like we're going up through terrible stuff in grizzly country and Justin's like, yeah, I'm good. I'm ready. Like no gun. Yeah, I'm good. Come on, let's go. And we get to the top, and it's torrential downpours. Like, Justin, you want to stop and get, yeah, I got it. You know, no worries. Keeping up. We're not the greatest hikers, but Justin definitely keeps up. By, I, I've no, I haven't seen him fall behind on any of the hunts we've no, been on. No, not even close. Which is awesome, because then you're like, man, what the hell is this guy doing back there? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's nice, too, because I just came off Nevada, so I was fresh. Yeah. That eight-mile hike was nothing compared to what we were doing back there. Yeah. So I was I was ready. I cheated a little bit. So... Well, the tundra added to it, but... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but no, I mean, that's all the stuff I love. I mean, I I could be shooting weddings, could be shooting newborns like you guys we were talking about earlier, but I want to go hunting. So, yeah, if it's pouring rain and there's a grizzly between us and the caribou, but we're going up, like, of course I'm coming with. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, it, oh, I do want to say I ruined my bedtime clothes, so now when it gets cold tonight... I'm going to be slightly disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) I'm close. So, all right. So we got it all butchered up and, uh, we started packing my caribou out first since Michael was up there cooling with the guts out of it. And we got ours back to camp, which wasn't nearly the pack out if I would have shot the other one. So that was nice. We got, we got all the meat back in one load. 450 yards versus 4.5 miles. And <laughs> a little different. And so in Alaska, just to give you a little background, like in Alaska, you have to take, um, I mean, you have to take all the meat by law, which I think is a great law to have, but you have to, I had never taken packed out like on my elk. I didn't take the ribs. Mm-hmm. We And you, you can't like debone this stuff. Yeah. Everything has to be bone in. So we have bone in front shoulders, back quarters, and then also the, the rib meat tenderloins back straps and the neck meat so we got some extra stuff there we've packed it all out together and it wasn't terrible no that was that was pretty good it's pretty manageable so we got that back and then went back for michael's and started doing the same thing at that point none of us really had any food or no food no <laughs> water water <laughs> that's like the story every time we pack something out yeah that is yeah <laughs> last time we had no water either yeah <laughs> and so um, you know Michael was freaking, he's the, the butcher and king. Like when we're going there, like I, I, I'll hundred percent say it. Like he led the thing and I was more of an assistance to the, the case because he's just, he's good at it. He, I think he likes it. I, I do. I thoroughly enjoy well, butchering animals. Yeah. And then I'd be like, I'd be going through the front shoulder. He's like, Bo, you nicked it here a couple of times. I was like, <laughs> call him out I was yeah. like yo Bo we're trying to keep that front shoulder in one piece he's like yeah <laughs> it's like his he's past like, yeah. Way. yeah right <laughs> like he's trying to be nice but it's not nice at all <laughs> no. but no I nothing against it it's just like that's not something Bo isn't meant to do like he's like he'll tell you I don't like gutting animals yeah. I, I just don't like gutting animals mm-hmm. that's fine yeah like I, I can't shoot 300 yards Everyone's got their thing. Yeah, for sure. And the other thing I definitely can't do is I can't get creative to tell you what picture looks good or what's going to look good, but I can definitely critique at the back end. I am a good... Funny how that works, I'm right? a good critic, <laughs> but I have no clue on the front end. But it just, it's it, that's why it was so it's such a fun time. Like last year we hunted with John and Mace, and, and we all had this group of just different aspects. 
that work good together. And this year, again, we had a, a good group of good aspects. And that is a big thing. When you do these hunts and you're going to spend money on doing these hunts, even if it's not a spending money and it's a spending time, make sure you're doing it with the people that are going to like help you yep. pick up where you're not good at and have a well-rounded team is way better than having a bunch of just, you know, it, it makes a big difference when you have each other's like downfalls is your your strong point yeah and and i th- I think that you nailed that right on the head like you know you got to have good people around and people that push each other with it mm-hmm. you know michael challenges my opinions on things and i challenge his and justin does the same for both of us and like that that's what makes us better and that's what makes our group opinion on things is what yeah. ends up getting it because i don't know everything with it michael don't know everything justin doesn't but together we figure it out yeah we're halfway there when we're yeah, all together, I, I'm, at least. I'm acting super <laughs> cocky like we figure it out all the time but that's just <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's a video thing but yeah. i will say too like like going off what michael said like having a good group right like if you're on a like a let's just say like a whitetail hunt and the weather's good, the hunting's good, and you're with people that you don't care for, it's kind of whatever sometimes. But when you're on a hunt like this, where like, I mean, you might get rained in for hours mm-hmm. oh, with yeah. the same people, and you, you're working your butt off and doing, you're traveling like the logistics. Like it's, I'll say it like this hunt is stressful from the fact of because there's just a huge unknown. Mm-hmm. We didn't know how COVID was going to act. We didn't know the flights. We didn't know the weather getting out here. You know, right away there wasn't as many caribou as we. I guess had our hopes up for, and then it yeah. was raining all the time. Like having a good, solid group to keep morale up is is huge on on hunts like this. Oh, for sure, and it it's very easy to get down. I mean, it's a lot easier to get down than when it's shitty to get each other. Like, hey, we're getting something tomorrow, and I don't know. How, I heard that every day. Tomorrow's the day we're killing, and it's not like being overconfident. It's just tomorrow literally can be the day. Hang tight. This rainstorm's terrible. That hike was tough. We're soaking wet. Tomorrow's we laugh tomorrow's the day. And it's it's not like that we're saying, oh, this is great. Like, this is fun. A lot of times it's not. But A lot of times it sucks. It sucks, but... <laughs> Elk hunting that way big time. Our, to embrace the suck. Our, our way of doing that, like, everything is laughing and then not making fun of each other. Oh and that's goodness. just, like, the way... We just... We bash on each other so hard at every second of the day that if you... One, if you're soft at all, you're screwed. You're done. Justin <laughs> did have to say to me, today michael i'm joking which i knew but it was just we busted our butt so i had no response to what yeah. he was talking shit sometimes on. you make a joke <laughs> and you get like an eve line it's like just kidding sorry <laughs> went too far that time <laughs> no but and, that's just the way it is yeah. yeah it so that that's yeah that again the camaraderie of it which was like a big part of the synergy film last year and and you know when we were packing out michael's bull it was kind of funny you know thinking back at the end of that film you know i'd said there i was like if Either, you know, Mason, Michael, John, any of those guys ever get something down, I'm hope I'm there to be oh, able to yeah. repay the favor and help it out, yeah. which I also made Michael work more before that. <laughs> but anyways, no, it was kind it, of like a, a full circle type deal of like, I'm packing out his meat coming out too. And not even that, I wouldn't have got the caribou if I wasn't able to borrow your gun. Something that simple, yep. you know, just something very easy. My gun was off. My 200 wasn't set. My fault. I might should have taken it easy. Bo said, "Here, it's on. Take this, go get go. It. Yep. And here's four rounds. I'm like, wow, I don't need four. Here's eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I don't, I don't, I only need a couple. 
Take more, Mike. Take them. <laughs> Take them. Yeah. So that's just the way it is, though. When when you get to those situations, it's best just to be with a good group of guys. Now you can get by. And I would love to do the solo thing, but I really think you miss out on you miss out on this type of hunting. A little bit of the solo aspect would be unique, but also with the solo hunting aspect, you miss out on this. Yeah. Like, I, okay, we have this podcast going, but if we're not, we're still laughing, joking. Making fun of each other, tearing each other down, and and but also then also very quickly after picking each other up and being like, this is a goal we should all set forth for each other, like telling each other where we'd like to see each other, yeah, in absolutely. a couple of years, a year, two years, plans, yeah. like, and it's it's, it's a it's very awful. positive yeah vibe here. Like, okay, so we are here together for twenty hours of daylight a day essentially not getting a ton of sleep I mean, we're napping here and there and getting you know we're filling in but like when you spend that kind of time with, with people it it's very it's difficult with most people not to get like super annoyed or like mm-hmm. i i am not good with being around people for long periods of time i'll be the first to admit that but like at this point there's never there hasn't been a point where like i felt like fuck get me out of here mm-hmm. like it's just all you know yeah, you know, we we go back and forth and bicker like we're brothers, but like that's that's the way it is. You're up and, twenty hours in a row. Yeah. I can't tell you how that it wouldn't happen. And I never felt like I even had time to like. I was like, oh shit, I forgot to bring a book to read or something. Like I didn't we have did time for that. that. Yeah, yeah. We. I was like, man, I didn't bring a book. Deck I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't have picked that up yet. No, oh, I wouldn't. Yeah. Maybe tomorrow because we don't got a lot to do. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll find. Tomorrow might be a we'll be. Up, I bet you we'll be up over there somewhere. Oh, I hope we are. Yeah, we're gonna go hiking well, the, for sure. First thing is weather. We do have a wolf <laughs> yeah. tag yet, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna go on an eight mile wolf hike tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not done. Owner of two wolves makes a grizzly. <laughs> <laughs> two wolf tag eagles one grizzly tag i heard in alaska <laughs> better get a hold of uh back at camp and see what they say yeah yeah i'll let you do that <laughs> yeah speaking of that the story could get wild a little more we got we got a lot of meat smell around camp we, <laughs> we got yeah as you can see we got a lot of a lot of shit going on but uh it sounds like we might end up getting picked up early um, one for meat care and stuff. If they're able to do that, if not, we'll be able to take care of it and keep it cool for the next what, five four days, days, four or five days, whatever it is. Four so days. whatever it is, we'll, we'll be fine. We'll make it through. And uh, but nonetheless, it's just an absolute adventure to say the least. And anybody that has ever thought about doing this hunt, like do it. Oh my goodness! Alaska in itself is is it has to be a bucket list if you travel. Yeah, just just the adventure yeah. to get here alone is is awesome. Riding in the plains and everything, and plan yeah. plan an Alaska trip. Get a bush plane trip. Go see the tundra. Get in the mountains. Go see the rivers here. The rivers here are unreal. I mean, maybe I might pay for it, but I haven't filtered my water yet. It's crystal. <laughs> <laughs> I have, but you guys, have I haven't. I have, no. yeah, but like the water is crystal, and I, it is. It's unreal. I mean, we had McGansers there the other day. You see fish in the yeah, in the creeks, and yep. it's crystal blue. It's flowing just a, a good good pace, and it's just such a cool place. So it's something that I highly recommend. And just the camp atmosphere is super cool too. Like, yeah, it's kind of almost an eerie feeling. Like when we got dropped off and the plane flew away, we all kind of looked at each other and we're like, well. We're here. Yeah, you know, let's start setting up camp and start, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of a, just being this far 
off the grid. I, I hate to say that terminology, you know, but this far away from everything, it's just, it's, it's a very new experience and it's, it kind of just adds an element to it. You know, and we're like 80 to 120 miles from, from the closest village, but there is hunters. I mean, I'm sure there's hunters 10 miles over there and 10 miles over but still, there, it's just, but still, know, yeah. I mean, this is as close as you can get to what is remote. Well, I'm pretty sure we hiked to another drop off point. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah we, did. we hit a spot. <laughs> Looked like a landing strip. It was, was definitely a landing strip. Yeah, that yeah. was a landing strip for sure. It was definitely a landing strip. <laughs> Which our <laughs> pilot did say he goes, well, you know, there is so and so up over the hill, but you guys won't get there. Not like anybody in particular, but he called it a spot, and I wish I knew what he he said because we hit it. Because <laughs> day we, one we got there, <laughs> we, we had to. I mean, that is so far up over that hill there. Yeah, and it's a beautiful spot. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't want to camp there. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I wish know. we would have, but I'm also glad we're this close to the river because it is so nice to be like, oh, my Nalgene's half full. Maybe I'll run down and grab water. Yeah, like yeah. I dumped the water yeah. out. I never I dumped water yeah. out camp, I'd, ever. I dumped a lot of water out because the river's right here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I never. I hate filling water. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a that's a big out of benefit to to be in here and, and everything. So now we, got, we have a, about, I don't know, 40, 50 yards away from camp. We have all of our meat stacked. We have, there's, there's actually from other hunters that have been here before, there was some uh, logs basically tied together to kind of keep the meat off the ground for cooling. We draped a tarp over it, um, have that, you know, kind of set up. And yeah, we're going to hopefully cook up some meat here and do that. Maybe have a little fire and just enjoy the camp aspect a little bit too. Hopefully we can have a fire tonight. It's not looking good. Maybe tomorrow. Yeah. It's going to rain on that wood again tonight. It's <laughs> going to be wet again. We'll be all right for tomorrow morning for we'll breakfast. We'll have breakfast. Oh, breakfast for sure. Yeah. Elk. I mean, elk. <laughs> caribou ribs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to get some caribou rib. Yeah. yeah it's right. going to be good. It's nice, too, just hanging around camp now that the pressure's off, you know? Yeah. What just an absolute, again, this just shows that at any time while you're hunting, things can change and you got to have that positive mindset. What Michael said earlier, like we had no doubt we were tagging out and that's not from being cocky. That was just, we're confident that we're not going to stop until we do that. And both of us said in our minds, we were going to double. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, I, I honestly times. didn't even have it any other way in my mind. Mm-hmm. We either not tagging out at all or we we're doubling. Like, <laughs> and that's, it's. I don't know. I just had that in my mind. That's the way I thought about this from the beginning, and that's what happened. Yeah. It, and and like you said, like we could go up over that hill every single day. We could go up over that hill every single day. We could even go up over this one here because it's pretty cool over there. You could. Yeah. And I guarantee you we can find caribou every day. Yeah. It's 20 hours of daylight. We have the ability to find caribou. So to get on them is one thing. For sure. But I I felt pretty confident that we were getting two caribou this trip. And everyone said, oh, you know, they'll come, they'll eventually come through camp. And they literally did. I mean, they went 500 yards right down there. Yeah. And 500, 600 yards right down there. And that was it. And then, like you said, not too long, they came through here. So it was cool that they got, they did that. Like, we're not going to be like, eh, they're too close. Let them walk by any means. Yeah. But we had everything set if we had to, to go over to hike, to hunt, and we uh, just, you know, what we said, okay, if that has to happen, we will do it. 
Well, that was our plan last night. It was. We yep. said we're going to yeah. glass the morning a little bit, and if we don't see nothing, we're heading up. Yep. We're going to run ridges at that point. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we literally <laughs> we were, thought, like, elk hunting mentality, we're going to run ridges and find caribou. We were fully prepared to go way beyond two miles from camp yet again. Oh, yeah. We, we had, had like, a... Yeah, we had a pretty far loop set. Yeah, but the thing is, like they say, don't go more than two miles from camp, but th- th- there's nothing stopping you. Like, yeah, you can shoot one pretty close if things work out, but if things aren't working out, we're not going to sit here for four days waiting for them. We're going to go, we're going to glass them up high and go get them. I'd why, rather why hike up over that hill every day than call and get picked up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hey, it's not working. Come get us. Yeah. No, no, no. we're here. There's caribou here. We'll get them. Mm-hmm. Just a matter of time. Yeah, that's why it's hunting is not just killing you know the success rate on these hunts is higher than normal hunts and we brought guns to help us on that front absolutely no doubt about that Mm -hmm. but like you can it's up to you to to figure out what your hunt's gonna look like Mm -hmm. it's about the effort you put into it and what you want in that we wanted a mountain caribou hunt essentially did we kill them down lower yes Mm -hmm. but we got an incredible alaskan experience the, the, I like I was literally like just smiling as we're while well, slipping down the scree on the side of this back rock. I'm like I've dreamed of like seeing this or I've seen this on TV. You guys yeah, doing? We are this. hiking through it. Here it we are. That we all made it. I do have to say this. We all made it. We get to the edge and Justin wipes out on a moss patch like hard. <laughs> I'm like, Dude, we made it all the way through that. I was and like you ate it here. We went like another twenty yards, and Bo took down. Yeah. Like we were like, "Oh my!" We were like goodness. forty we're yards dying. from being hey. out of the rocks after like a quarter mile of rocks, and there was like a three foot long by three foot wide pass patch of moss. Yep, and that's what I fell on. Yep, <laughs> and it went down hard. Oh, oh dude, hold yeah. on, dude. There's there's something you said there that needs. Uh, I guess I need some credit here. My ankles are weak as <laughs> shit. <laughs> I, I, my ankles, everybody made fun of me. They're like, all oh, these, the tundra is like bowling balls covered in moss, which it is. And I'm like, well, I'm, I'm 110% breaking my ankle. No <laughs> doubt. I'm planning for it. I'm getting help. I'm, I'm hitting the SOS button in the inreach. <laughs> Get me out of here. 30, Day one. <laughs> 30 G's out. Gone. Yeah. But uh, I only rolled it that one time. It didn't yeah. hurt. But we're not done yet. We, we, we did talk that, like, it'd be funny to have a GoPro strapped to your chest to follow Bo, because when he rolls his ankle, he's rolled it so much that he just, like, takes the fall with the rest of his body so he doesn't destroy his ankles and then his knee and then his hip. So it's just a very, a, I don't know how to say it. I'll describe it. Yeah, go ahead. So <laughs> through filming, I'm always walking behind Bo yeah. just because that's just how it is. Like wherever he goes, I'm behind him. So every time he breaks his freaking ankle, I see it and I just laugh a little bit to myself. Yeah. But like there's times where I literally think he's like about to go down hard. Like he throws his whole body. He throws his it. whole body, all of his <laughs> gear. Like I think I'm going to have to like save him from falling off this cliff. It's like, you know? it's no, like I, I've learned like from... You know, like they say, like with martial arts and everything else, you got to learn to fall. (laughs) I've learned to fall. (laughs) Like, because I know if I try to stop it, I'm going to really hurt my ankle. But if I start rolling and I just somersault flip into it. It looks like the most, like, picture the most dramatic way possible to roll your ankle. Bo does that, like, twice a day when we're hiking. And (laughs) the way you can picture it, times it by two. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Because then you get it. But, no, it's just funny. But all that to say, I've seen him do it. I've seen him only do it once here. So you must have got them things strengthened up this year. I don't know, man. I've been building them up. I've been Probably wearing the Crocs all the time. 
I've been wearing Crocs, <laughs> taking protein, <laughs> eating wise potato chips. Really gets me going. That that one time on the backside of this this hill up here when you um, rolled your ankle, that was a really hard roll. Oh, that, that was, was right after the rock screw, which yeah, I couldn't believe. That you was made a, it through. that was a funny one. Mm-hmm. Like I felt bad because I, I I clearly remember laughing really hard and then being like, "Dude, are you okay?" Mm-hmm. But like just the initial like yeah, I, I felt happen. the comfort. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it was funnier in hell. God, I was laughing. Because I turned around, I was like, what just happened? And Justin's like, kind of blowing a gasket, laughing, but he's like, <laughs> like, kind of like, it bows like, just rolled my ankle. I was like, keep <laughs> moving, guys. It'll freeze up here at any point. Just keep moving. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was man. funny. Yeah. But no, hey, two two bulls out on your back, no, no ankle issues through rocks, through tundra. I mean... I mean, I might have saw a couple minor ones, but they weren't as dramatic as the one up on the hill. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or like one with his elk. Oh yeah. All no, that I, was a good, that was on a trail too. That was bad. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> his elk one, we're like, "Boy, you're gonna be all right." Yeah. Like that one was hard. <laughs> oh man. Are you gonna be all right? You guys just kept moving faster. No, I. St- oh, you stayed back. Yeah, and I, I was like, Mason Dude, you good?" And John Hallam. They're walk. like, "We can't and have me. this." Yeah. And and yeah. you. Yeah, I was gone. Yeah, the we can't have this. I was like, I was behind him, and I saw his. I saw what occurred. I mean, he was standing upright. I have the upright. stiffest boots on. Pot. I have a low in Tibet, <laughs> like mountaineering type boots. I and saw his th- ankle they, bone and, and his knee touch the ground, and he's standing <laughs> up in the air. Two pieces of leather slapped together <laughs> in those boots. I see just from walking behind Bo. I see him minorly roll his ankle so many times a day that it doesn't even cross my mind. I don't anymore. even think of it. I don't yeah. realize I do it. Every time it happens, I just snicker a little bit. We keep walking, but it's the real dramatic ones that that really get me. God, yeah, it's fire in hell. But yeah. no, I mean, I'm trying to get these. But we've all done it. Like I know I've done it oh, several yeah, times. Too. That tundra, you step on one of those humps wrong in the grass, and your ankle's gonna roll. Yeah, but dude, I walked down a sidewalk, and my bitch ass ankles. Gonna <laughs> <roll>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do say there's like a little bit of a technique you can kind of hop tough to tuft. Yeah, if you like judge the size right and judge how it's and, a risky game. And if yeah. it looks like a mushroom, don't hop on. Yeah, if it, <laughs> if it looks like it's completely round. Don't put your foot on Stay that away. because something bad's gonna. I and I did that on one, and I was like, not a good idea. So there is a little game you can play, hop and tough to tough, which is funny. Yeah. Because then when you miss, you blow your ankle out. Then you go into a swampy moss, and it's a six inch drop. Oh yeah, six eight inches. You oh, know? Yeah. So it's it's a pretty big step down if you miss it. <laughs> and, oh yeah. And then you go into mossy water. Yeah. Yeah, but it was fun. Your boots are going to be wet, so bring socks. That's another tip. Bring lots of socks. There's no chance your boots are going to be waterproofed enough. Nope. No. And none of us came in with ideal boot scenarios for Alaska. No, we had not. Justin said this is his last hunt with them. These are probably my last hunt with my lowest. This is my last year for mine. Yes. I was kind of ashamed about myself and the condition of my boots. Were they made it. Came up here. They did make it, yeah, yep. but I was like, ooh, I don't know. Yeah, that's the last year for Figure mine. Figure out a way to dry and pull your insoles out at night. I was taking my insoles and shoving them in my jacket. And I was putting them up inside here and laying in my sleeping bag and heating them up a little bit. Don't really help the really cold boots in the morning that much, but it gives you just a little bit more. And I did bring extra insoles because like, I replaced mine with aftermarket ones. And I never had to market. use them. got mods is on that, yeah, he's <laughs> mod out Is boots. that the right yeah, way to? Yeah, I'm running aftermarket insoles yeah, and laces. I got mods on mine. Yeah, I can't even take mine out. I don't know what happened there. Yeah, yours are glued in for some reason. Yeah, not smart. I don't think that's right. I think that's that happened. you next time we hunt together. I'm going to glue your insoles in. Yeah. It's just to mess with you. I, I don't think they were glued in when I bought them. 
I don't know what, what you They just do. must be seized to the bottom. Must need to get some <laughs> anti-seize in there. <laughs> anti-seize. Some Cree oil and spray it in there, get them loose. I will say I tried to take mine out, and they were so jammed in there that I was like, I'm just going to let them here. Maybe I, that's you what know, are. I was like, yeah. yeah. Bows were loose because all the ankle rollage gets the foot sole moving. <laughs> <laughs> he rolls his insoles right out of his boots. <laughs> 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 oh gee shit that's funny oh my god that's funny that happens yeah <laughs> some of those big jobs it definitely is on the bigger job yeah, on them big jobs it'll yeah. get you going that's funny <laughs> holy cow yeah this this hunt's awesome like we, we still have some more days here so i don't know we might record another podcast we might not we'll see what happens Depends on how far we get down yeah this. we'll get bored yeah yep. i'm telling you what the yukon jack hunter proof right now is hitting me half decent <laughs> you know, pretty far through this flask, and I'm feeling it. You know, <laughs> you guys got what? Jim Beam vanilla. Jim Beam vanilla. We had that at the house. I never cracked it open till here. Man, that'd be good with some coke. Oh, that is coke. probably why my pack was overweight. <laughs> no, no, it's oh, no, it was not. Twelve pounds overweight. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I'll take one. So a little little tech tip here. I keep the old Stanley flask. In my kill kit, full with a little bit, obviously not drinking while we're hunting, but have a little bit, a little celebratory shot when you get an animal down. And then tonight, as we don't really have any more hunting to do besides the 10-mile wolf trek we got tomorrow. Yep. And first you thing can't tomorrow. have a real good fire here, so that'll warm you up. No, we've had wood sitting there for the whole trip, and we haven't even had a chance to really burn it. Yeah. Maybe tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we I want to cook up some meat over that for sure. Yeah. I got some seasoning and stuff. That's that. going to be goal for tomorrow is definitely cook meat. Yep. After the 10-mile wolf hunt, cook some yeah. meat. Now, nah, before it. Before. And who knows? We might push 10-mile wolf hunt to the next day. What the hell do we got to do? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Maybe we just stay in here guard on grizzlies. We might have to. I'm, I've been not really looking hard. But they're here. <laughs> I did tell my girlfriend. She's like, "Now what do you guys do?" I said, "Well, we dry our clothes and we guard our meat for grizzly bears." Yeah. She's like, "Oh, okay. Sounds pretty badass." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, they're not. I'm not gonna say they're not that bad, but you definitely have to be aware of them. I'm. Oh yeah. I'm definitely gonna try to soak in as much as I can here. You know, like we'll probably get. There's a potential we get flown out early, but <laughs> the next couple of days, like I don't want to rush it. Yeah. I want to like. It's just so awesome here. I think, like, the more hunts I've gone on, like, these adventure-style hunts, the more I feel like I do take it in a little bit. Like, you just... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sitting at camp isn't bad here. No. Like, it's a cool place to sit at camp and look around. It's amazing. Like, I'm not, you know, sitting at the office or sitting at work and, like, g- stressing about things. And this needs to be due now. And everything's everything I do in my life is on a strict timeline, it seems like. For the most part, and like you come on to something like this, and you don't really have timelines, and you're just like taking this all in. Like we're literally like almost as far north as you could possibly get on this planet. When you look at the map, you are near the top. Yeah, and to be able to be here and experience it from you know a couple guys from Pennsylvania and a guy from Minnesota that just like you know dreamt of this and just made it happen, and it's not. It doesn't just like, oh, you just make it happen, but you, you got to plan for it. You got to budget for it. You got to, you know, especially do, when you have you the budget, make be smart. Yeah. But yeah, you, 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 here, be you smart. have to make it happen. Set the yeah. goals, put it on your calendar and go do it. Don't I say all the time when I'm at work and it's not to like pound this into anybody, but it's like you have vacation it, or if you do have vacation, 
use it wisely. Don't just take a Friday off every five days, every five weeks. You know, make a trip and be sure that you're actually getting out to see it, especially because there's so much cool things around. Like I've been, I mean, I've been in a lot of states. I've been in a lot of mountains. I've also been, you know, some of the cool stuff is right here in the United States of America. So make sure you take the time to, t- to see this stuff because it there's not, there's not a lot of opportunities to come and do the types of things like this. You know, it's not an every year thing. It, it just... Well, if you have a job and you're our age, it's definitely not something you can afford to do every year. Yeah. But make sure you set the time aside, use your vacation wisely, and and just make sure to take the time to do and, it because it's awesome. Yeah, and realize what your cost of living is and what you're making and adjust accordingly. That doesn't mean everybody's the same. That doesn't mean you can't have a, a nicer vehicle or a nice house. That just means if you're not making very much, then don't try to stretch yourself to do mm-hmm. that. You know, like just take a five-year plan, take an eight-year plan. Yeah, do whatever. Any, anybody can afford this trip in seven years. I don't make much money at all, and I could come back in seven years, five yeah. years probably. Yeah, to be honest, I, I mean, I think a fifteen-dollar-an-hour job could get you to Alaska every couple years. Yeah, you know that's tough to say, but if you want to say you want to do this, uh, we've all been there. We've all at one point in our life made fifteen dollars an hour and lived on that. It's just so everyone does it. Now I'm not saying that number to be specific, but Still doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Video for Bo. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> I'm not even making that. Oh, oh. 20 hour long days. Shit. <laughs> yeah. We have those. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for that invoice. <laughs> but no, it's just one of those things and not preaching by any means whatsoever. This is just such a cool place. I mean, yeah. I went to school to be geology, so I love being in the mountains and this is different and it's such a cool place. Oh, totally, totally agree. Like it's. I've preached this a bunch of times and like at, and you said you don't want to preach. I'm preaching. Like mm-hmm. you, you can do that. Like you can do this in a caribou hunt like this is probably one of the cheaper ways. I know a sick of black tail hunt black is pretty tail, close. caribou. You're on the same pay grade. Yeah. But car- like you can, we talked about it in one of the previous podcast video podcasts. Go back and listen to it from this hunt series. We talked about the financial breakdowns of it and you can make that happen. You know, get and. Say say you are super busy, got a couple kids, whatever whatever you got going on, got a, ser- a job that keeps you busy all the time, and you help plan it. Get a hold of someone like Kyle at Outdoors International. You know, oh my do, goodness, do that's a like, good outlet. Yeah. yeah, just find somebody that can help you organize to finally say this is the day I'm going. Yep. Because now somebody else is like, you now are in- invested. Yeah, put your fifty down now. Pay fifty when you get here. And let's go kill a caribou. Yeah, yeah, or not even, yeah, like, take a fishing trip. Go catch halibut. Yeah. Go catch salmon. Go to, you know, New Mexico, Idaho, Wyoming. Just take the trip. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd like to try to inspire people, right? Because through filming and photography, I've, I've been very, very fortunate with the lower 48. Yeah. Know, a lot of cool mountain hunts and stuff like that, but nothing compares to this. Absolutely nothing. And and just the fact of being in Grizz country, too, kind of adds a little bit of something to I like you, it. You know, it's, yeah. I don't know what I like about it, but I like it. Yeah. It's I, cool. I like the idea that at any moment you just aren't paying attention, which I can say we aren't doing the best job right now, but <laughs> <laughs> we definitely have our guard down right now. But, um, I got the bear spray close yeah, by. There we they go. are here, and their guns are definitely right I actually there. had to look for it for a second, so if something was, shit was hitting a fan, I don't know if I would have got it. But it's one of those <laughs> things. It's one of those things that, you know, you can't 
live your life sitting here scared of it. No. You just have to be aware of it and and still hunt. You're here to hunt. So Yeah. And at the end of the day, Bo's the biggest predator anyway, so Yeah, Bo already said matter. he is the ultimate the predator. ultimate predator. predator. That's what it was. And I've avoided, you know, getting taken out by him for twenty years. I came years. up with that phrase, FYI. Yeah, you, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you trademarked that. Yeah. yeah, I think somebody else did. Yeah, keep hammering. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's right. No, 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 no. All, all joking aside, like exactly what they're saying. It's just like what, what was funny with this hunt, and I don't want to drag this on too long. But like with you know when, when we booked through Kyle Hansen Outdoors International, like he was like helped us set us up through these things again. For anyone that's low on time, it's such a big deal. Michael and I looked at each other like normally we're playing these elk hunts or doing or mule deer hunts, and he's like, "I feel like I've done nothing. I feel like I'm not prepared." But in reality, we are prepared. Yeah, Yeah, because they're taking care of everything. They're taking care of everything. We got our gear ready, and we had our expectations. We've got our financials and stuff. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was. And not to mention, um, I'll let you guys talk on this because I didn't deal with it, but you didn't uh, pay any more for that service, from what I understand. No. Zero. Nope. Nothing. I go online and I could pay the same I could through them. Yep. yep. Why wouldn't? Why would you not? You could either... not say anything bad. At, you know, to down on any of these companies that oh, do it. Not at all. By no. any means. No. It just is. I used to be up every night scouting, which I miss it a little bit. You know, <laughs> online mapping, every avenue of online mapping you can think of. You know, the different outlets for any of the information you can get. I mean, Matt Eastman's magazines. You go through any of these outlets to get any piece of information you can. Any online forum. I was just a sponge taking it all in. And for this one, I was going home at night and being like, uh, what do I do for Nothing two hours? And for a hunt like this, it's so nice. I mean, I'll mm-hmm. let you guys go again, but having that security of knowing that you're not really missing anything. Because there could be one detail of this trip that you overlook and it could screw you. Oh, yeah. And yeah, there's know. so many logistics that come to it. And that's not to scare anybody, but you just have to have your ducks in a row. And that's what... You know, Kyle's helped us do that a lot. And for anybody that's been here, because I know people are probably like, oh, they're blowing out of the water. Your first trip here, if you could think back to it, there was probably a lot of checklists you had to go over multiple times because this is a place that in any moment you could be socked in for a significant period of time. Days. Yeah. And and it's just a known thing. You don't plan because it's not going to happen. Like if you have your plan set, I'm doing this today, probably don't do that. Be flexible, roll with the punches, because yep. we were supposed to be about 20 miles that way. Yeah, we were. Yeah, and then halfway here, the winds got too bad. Yep. We had to get dropped off in this spot, you yep. know, and that's, and yeah, that's so right. If, if like, for hunts like this, you know, I'm learning that for most hunts, but, like, yeah, you definitely. need to be able to roll with those punches, because what you have envisioned your head rarely works out that way. Have that positive attitude, but understand that you have to, it don't matter if you're whitetail hunting, it don't matter if you're elk hunting, caribou hunting, grizz hunting, whatever it is, like you got to be able to adapt to the scenario and have that positive mindset with it. Because if you start falling down and thinking like, ah, hell. Like Did I pick the right stand? Didn't I pick the right stand? Listen, if you scouted it and you put a stand there and the wind's good, I still have a problem with that. I but it, that's, <laughs> it's tough. But you just got to be like, there's a reason I have a stand there. There's a reason I've scouted that area. The wind's good. Do it. Yep. The play, the pilot, he knows that spot up there is good. This is his backup spot. He knows this spot's good. He had he had no doubt. He literally handed. He said, they're gonna probably come up from over there. And that was the first spot we saw. The first spot we saw. Yep. Yep. 
actually we saw none come from behind us. It, like correct, for, they all came from that hill. Mm-hmm. Yep, and that's just well, something that he knows. We also weren't looking real hard behind us, but pretty sure they all come from there. Yeah, no, I mean we definitely did look. It's not that hard to look. Back glanced up there every couple hours, but yeah. <laughs> that's about it. Nah, but it's it just yeah. it's one of those things. I took a shit back there once. I looked up there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that Yukon's in. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's one of those things. Like, once you have your plan set, do it. Especially, you know, tree stand hunting, elk hunting. Hey, I know elk hunting. You got to definitely be able to be a- adapt. So, just the way it is. Yeah. Yep. But ten out of ten, recommend for sure. Hundred percent. Do this hunt. You'll have a freaking blast. Whether it's bow or rifle, doesn't matter. Doesn't right. change the experience. This was a bow kill. Just I used a gun. I like your guys' mentality of bringing the gun because, like, your first time to Alaska may or may not ever come back. Like, it's nice to go home with something, right? And you guys are both bow hunters for the most part, but it's nice to way prefer it. Yeah. Yeah. Come up here and and have success and have a good time. And who knows, maybe a couple years down the road, you come back, then go with your bow. And I just set up a sweet butcher shop in my house. So I definitely had to, like, make it it worth my while because I'm like, Breathe. Facebook Marketplace Butcher Shop. <laughs> oh, yeah. Facebook Marketplace is my favorite thing when it comes to doing stuff. Oh, I could go on for an hour and a half on yeah. that. But, yeah, so I, I <laughs> like I got to get this thing put to use. Yeah, yeah that's it's all right. I, I'm a bow hunter, true and true, but, like, I'm not too proud to want to do anything with a rifle. Like, I've actually really enjoyed this process mm-hmm. of hunting with a rifle. I will yeah, hunt with a rifle wrong next with year it. on yeah. the hunt. I'm yeah. going to try to do great. something with a rifle mm-hmm. again soon. Maybe a spring bear hunt. Maybe Justin will go with me. Maybe I don't want him. I don't know. But, yeah. we'll like, see. we'll figure it out. The cool thing for me quote. now is, is <laughs> I know I have a weakness in shooting a rifle, and I know I have all the avenues. And that drives be you better. nuts. Yo, yeah. For sure. Next year, I will be set up, and I will... I mean, I have... Like Bo said earlier, I have a friend that's uh, a Navy SEAL sniper. I have a friend that's a gunsmith that knows everything there is to know about, you know, uh, rifles and chambering and, and rounds that are, are ideal. You know, state police that are friends. or that All these avenues to be a good shot. So next year, I will 100% be above and beyond where I was this year. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that statement. So that's going to be cool to do next year. Yep. It's, there's always things to learn, always things to get better at. Mm-hmm. Being able to self-assess like that is a pretty big deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you think, guys? Anything else you want to add here? No, I'm good. No, I think we're all we're all set. Mm-hmm. Let's have some enjoyment the next two days so we can do another podcast. And yeah, I got about this much left. If you're watching the video, I got about this much left of the flask, maybe a little less. And we got a little bit of a... We put a good dent on that since we started. We got a decent amount of a fifth of a Jim Beam Vanilla left. We might have to call in and be like, you can't pick us up, drop us two fifths. <laughs> yeah. Just drop it out of the plane. drop it out of the plane. We're gonna, rack. I'm going to try to enjoy this, have some fun with the guys here, not get too drunk where I can't see the Grizzly coming in. I think there's three of them when there's one. Try to try, try to get in that mode. But uh, no, just just messing around. But we're, we're going to enjoy ourselves and... and yeah, just it'll be a good time. Great time. Yep. Love it, dude. We're in Alaska. If you guys are listening to this, hopefully this inspires you to go do it. Do it. Like let me know. Like this is gonna be awesome. The film is gonna come out soon. I'm not gonna put a date on it. <laughs> it looks right at me. Yeah, not I I would like to think let's hear it. 
<laughs> I'm just going to shoot high. Four months from now. Oh, one. yeah. There we go. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. Uh, realistically, I would love to have it out by, like, the 10th of October. All right. That's realistic. Yep. Actually, maybe the 15th because I get back on the 10th. I would like to do it before that. Yeah. We're going we're, we're to try towards the end of September. If not, middle of October is our goal with this film. I have a couple wings between now and then so you guys you know, don't have to worry about releasing it right away. Perfect. <laughs> Just do it around my time schedule. I have no part in it. <laughs> but, but we're we're gonna try to get this turned around pretty quick. People be able to see it, so then you can plan for next year. If this is something you see and you want to do, you're able to get ready and plan. December's the time you really want to be calling for these hunts. You don't oh, want to yeah. be waiting longer than December. And caribou hunts, just FYI, are starting to increase in price. Yeah, and about 10% if you want to do it, you want it to do it sooner than later i know i just said like have a plan out and you still can but just fyi they are starting to go up the the herds are numbers aren't getting better um they've kind of flatlined a little bit from declining a lot they're starting to get a little bit better but not not great so i would and the demand is high i mean i know i'm not helping that but uh Mm -hmm. let's if, if you're trying to do that try to get something planned you know by december or so and Give give my buddy Kyle Hansen a call at Outdoors International. He might be able to help you out with this hunt or any others. And uh, that's all I got. For sure. Sounds good. I think we covered it pretty good. All right. Guys, we'll uh, enjoy the rest of the night. And cheers. Later. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of East Meets West Hunt with your host, Bo Martonic. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit eastmeetswesthunt.com, Facebook at East Meets West Outdoors, and Instagram at East Meets West Hunt. If you enjoyed today's episode, please review and subscribe, and we'll catch you next time.